Sports Shimmy, shimmy, yah, shimmy, yam, shimmy, yay. Oh Give me the mic so I can take it away. Off on a natural charge, born for yash. Yeah, from the home of the Dodger, Brooklyn squad. Wu-Tang killer, a uh, upies on a swarm. Weighing on your college ass, disco dorm. You two even touch my scale. You gotta have the one killer beat, and it ain't gonna kill now. Chop that down, pass it all around. Lyrics hit hard, quick cement to the ground. For any MC in any 52 states, I get psycho. Killer, I'm and Bates. My producer slam. Flow is like bam. Jump on stage and then I get down. Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> throwback. Big throwback. What's up, everybody? TPS Reports. Old Dirty Bastard really made absolutely no sense. He was young and clean, also, if you really think about it. You know, the guy's a fucking walking paradox. I didn't even swear in there, did I? Wu-Tang Killer Bees on the swarm. For you to even touch my skill, you gotta have the one killer bee, and he ain't gonna kill. <laughs> what? How's everybody doing? Uh, back again, TPS reports. Um, For any MC in any 52 <laughs> states. Uh, we talked about it, like, not stop snowing last week, and now it's like we it made it too hard to get together. So we're zooming it. We're still, we're still getting one in, you guys. But this is ridiculous. Is, this is fucking... Is, this is... Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. <laughs> this is too much no, snow. It's, it's too much snow. Absolutely blizzardous outside. Uh, Melina and I were talking, and she was saying, it's like, it's always one or the other, and it kind of is. It's always like gigantic snow piles or freezing sub-zero temps, and it's it's both. It's both mm -hmm. for like an entire month right now. Um, but yeah, that sucks, you know. Yeah, Digging like, your car uh, out again sucks, so fuck that today. I was... I was the first few times I can tough it out, I actually kind of like it. When we went bowling a few weeks ago, we walked to the bowling alley like in a blizzard. I remember saying to you, like, this isn't even, isn't this kind of nice? It's kind of nice. nice. It, it's like pretty, uh, especially at night. Yeah, but remember the, first, remember the first two weeks of quarantine in March, though? It's like, you know what? We were all like, hey, I never finished watching The Wire or whatever. It's just like, it's kind of nice. And then it's it, kind of nice. And then it goes on too long. And then it now goes on a, too long. We're at a point where I looked out my window this morning and was like, fuck, fuck you. The, hey, Mother fuck Nature. the idea of fuck leaving you. to go anywhere. I tell nature, I say, hey, fuck your mother. It's ridiculous. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you had the brilliant idea. It wasn't even brilliant. You texted me like about to shovel my car out and I'll be over. And I was already thinking to, to hit you up earlier. Like, fuck that, dude. Not even worth it. So, uh, you know, moot point. Let's talk 30 more minutes on our process and uh, <laughs> how I had to plug in an extra cable today. But, uh, you know, we'll be back. I guess you're leaving town, so we might not be back um, in person next week. So disregard. Do, disregard. We'll do, an, we'll do another one of these. Yeah, I think so. I should be um, still capable of doing that. I, I have a move update, which is that I'm moving. So. Woohoo! Ah! My bad. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> 
Yeah! <laughs> um, yeah, that place I mentioned, we are moving into that place. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, still, like as recently as today and every day, I'm really at the old wit's end, as if I wasn't, you know, six weeks ago or whenever, but a lot of fucking noise in this place. It's just, remember, and, and I've played the radiator noise on the podcast months ago that's like in my bed. It's just... Right. You know, like super loud. Like it sounds like a, a hose with water, you know. Psst. But now if I go in the bedroom, like either way, it's too much noise everywhere in my house. I don't get how you all four walls and upstairs and the laundry machines beneath us and the radiator in the bed. I can't escape it. But at least in the bedroom, it's so loud off the radiator. It sort of drowns out the fucking kid running around upstairs. So you really I have to find... use the noise to my advantage <laughs> to... Uh, an Abu Ghraib of a home. It sucks, There's just dude. No comfort, no peace. I'm really getting sick of fucking whining about it too, because I just sound like a bitch the longer. That, but I'm I'm out two weeks, you guys. I'll be out of here well, in less than two weeks. I love listening to you whine about it. <laughs> just... The fans, the listeners, are dying for a new place for you to complain about. So right, and it'll be something. I don't moving. know what it'll be there. Maybe the the <laughs> it takes too long for the water to get hot, and I can sound even more like a fucking privileged asshole. But uh, no, man, this is too like it's too much snow for too long, and it just sucks having to be in that cold. Uh, yeah, just too chaotically. Uh, lack of peacefulness. Can't can't listen to my own music because I have to I have to compete with the the music of my neighbors that is nonstop. It is nothing but Rod Wave, Rags to Riches, like eight other songs, and then right back into the loop. Like it's a fucking radio station. It's that's all they that's all they play. So their playlist is like burned into my brain. And I just I think I'm gonna spend all of March in my new place. Like we will do podcasts and everything, but I'm gonna dedicate i'm just gonna sit in silence hopefully i i'm gonna spend so much time just sitting and fucking enjoying the fact that sure there'll be some new issue there i'm sure but uh it won't be this issue and it won't be this fucking noise uh yeah so moving moving in two weeks and then hopefully saying, you know uh, it, it'll be sooner <laughs> than late before we record another fucking song man we got to set the whole studio back up over there and figure out that situation and hope it's silent enough to work because we don't I work still anymore. think that it'll be uh, a real missed opportunity if before you move you don't strap some sort of speaker device to your ceiling and try and combat the noise I swear to god dude I've already like laid out the blueprint in my head of how to do that I have a speaker right there with a sub that I don't use it's actually it's like you know kind of a piece of shit it's really old just I just never throw it back out. in boxes I can put it on top of the cabinets with an extension cord like and I was saying like Easy. the move out day the day I move out I should leave it and turn it on loud and then and then leave, you know, and then move and then obviously come back to pick up some other shit, but just give like a drop off two hour period of like, I'm not home. I'm not going to answer the fucking. But also I have to combat my own pettiness through all of this. Uh, like, Fuck I don't that. know if I mentioned Fight this petty with petty. No, I just I don't want to. I've been fighting with the property managers for long enough where I just want to like, you know, bite my lip and move in less than two weeks. I don't I just, know. I'm leaving. I don't, I don't need to start shit. I was already starting shit with her baby daddy who was fucking laying on his horn out back my house at 8 a.m. on Friday morning. They had a fucking huge party Thursday night, like the normal playlist bullshit, but louder and for longer. Be I even heard like a happy birthday, clearly celebrating some shit upstairs uh, at midnight, and then they go back into the playlist for a couple hours. And then I just hear honking. I'm, I'm already up. I'm sitting. I have to capitalize on the, like 8 a.m. if I want to read or, you know, stretch or do anything that requires me being comfortable, you know, and enjoying... The, the place I pay rent to fucking live. I have to like get up really early and do that. 
So it's this fucking asshole after party night is leaving, and he's just laying on his horn. By the way, there's no parking space back there. He just he pulls up and he just parks out back where like if other people wanted to get out that do have parking spaces, they couldn't because he's blocking. And then somebody ends up blocking him because he doesn't fucking belong there. So instead of like him him figuring out this situation himself, he just lays on his horn at 8 a.m. on Friday until someone comes out. Nobody comes out except me. I walk out in my fucking T-shirt and I go, what is going on out here? And he rolls his window down and he goes, tell him to move, bro. And I go, I point at the car blocking him. I go, I don't know who that is. Like, find another way. I'm just like hollering from my fucking porch at this dude. And uh, so there's always like a daily thing. And then after that, after the party last night and the 8 a.m. honk session of him commanding me to go play valet for where there's no fucking parking. And go park on the street, motherfucker, where the rest of us do. You won't be blocked in. You won't have to honk at anybody. You'll have to walk 50 extra feet, you lazy fuck. Don't park back there. This is not a real problem, but you're inconveniencing everybody. You're disturbing the peace of the entire fucking neighborhood because you're a selfish, cock-sucking motherfucker. Get it out, baby. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> what, what are we going to so, do? And then, and, then, and then they put the music back on, you know, 10.30 a.m. It's the same playlist as the night before. They can't get back into it fast enough. It's like, aren't you hungover? Like, Don't you know, not want to hear horns and fucking trap music first thing? Don't you make a cup of fucking coffee ever? I can't believe that you're like the only one in the complex to. So yeah, I'm done fighting. You know, I'm out. Uh, I made it. I'm almost there. I'm amazed that there isn't like an effort upon every other tenant to like be signing petitions or like having meetings I together. I even tried to like you know get the other neighbor on my team and let him know like, hey man, I'm fighting back on these motherfuckers, and he never texted me back. So I'll fight alone. Fuck you, cowards. Leave you here to live with it, live in it, fucking stewing it. No, uh, um, not me. Not anymore. Strap a speaker to the ceiling, please. Play a Rags to Riches by Tony Bennett to combat their Rags to Riches by Rod Wave. Have a Rags to Riches battle. I And I was about to, man. I was about to go again. I've already had a couple of interactions up there. And remember a couple weeks ago? Or, you know, I swear you were about to leave here, but my neighbor came down and warned me and said, hey, I'm having some friends over to celebrate a thing tonight. And, you know, given that you've expressed concerns in the past about shit, I'm letting you know. And I was like, I'm not happy to hear this, but I was, you know, I appreciate the warning. And then what I did was I, you know, planned to go hang out at my buddy's house for a couple hours and, you know, give me a chance to navigate through this shit. So I just, I mean, I came that night that I did leave. I came home back around midnight, 1230, and there was not much music. And I'm like, maybe I missed it. Maybe they didn't really party as hard as they were going to say. Either way, appreciate the warning. I'll go for a fucking walk. So no warning this time, though. And it was like tenfold more obnoxious. And after all that's gone on of me talking to her, me talking to her again, uh, the property manager's talking to her, her, the guy that was honking and don't move, bro. That same motherfucker, same car, was stuck in the snow a week ago. And I, I got my shovel out because I saw him after I was walking the dog. And I was like, yeah, give me a second. Like, they needed help. I shoveled him out. I'm still good neighbor. And it, none of these bartering chips, <laughs> they fucking work. I was like, hey, that'll be a good look that even after all the bullshit, it's like, hey, I got your back, neighbor. It's like, for sure. I saw the lady walking back from the store the other day, too. And she goes, hey, neighbor. It's like, we're not friends, bitch. I cannot wait to leave here. Like, you keep addressing me in person as though, hey, it's cool. And then you go upstairs and fucking disrespect everybody in the household. You know what hurts the most is the, the lack of respect. You know? That's what hurts the most. Uh, so I am very <laughs> done with this shit. And it's, you know, it, it's, it's testing me. It's trying me at the end here. Because there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I am happy to just do anything new. Just 
just to move anywhere, to be mobile, yeah. to move, to fucking have something going on that involves leaving here is very exciting for me. But two weeks still, I got to just bite my leg. Like I said, I was about to go up the other day and I'm just picking my battles of like, nah, dude, just, just let it go. Just let it go. I'm just <laughs> trying to let it go. Don't tell her about my hair. <laughs> so frustrating but yeah i'm moving into a new place i'm excited about the new place um so yeah end of this month that's that's my, that's really all i'm focused on right now is i've already started packing some boxes i just i keep i tell myself every day i'll pack a couple boxes just to really make it easy on myself by the by move-in day so i i also am quite lazy and these these snowstorms dude they like they they bury any ambition that i had like the night before well, that's what of, i was like, saying not drinking or eating better right. and like it's just that's what i was saying it. earlier Fuck as it like when it first happens as a chicagoan uh you know never looking forward to the snow in the winter but that first snowfall i'm always kind of like ah, you know it's nice yeah beauty uh, uh and then yeah a couple weeks into it when i open my blinds in the morning it just kind of is like debilitating <laughs> of, I, I don't want to do anything uh, but veg out all day. Uh, here's a good segue. You're moving. Here we go. <laughs> I already screwed it up. <laughs> I saw that there's some vacancies at the Cecil Hotel, bro. <laughs> uh, terms documentary spree. Yeah, I you watched recommended the, um, this uh, this documentary. I was like you to Tiger King, where I watched that all like the night it came out. I was like, ooh, this. And then I just ba- like plowed through all of them. Winter pun. Yeah. Um, but um, years ago on the internet, there was a video went viral of a chick at a hotel who gets on the elevator. I f- look. I forgot all about this video, right? But I remember it. It brought. I vividly when I was in episode one of this. Uh, it all Cecil came hotel, rushing back. I was sitting at my old desk at my old job, like. Not working, like I always did, just fucking scrolling Facebook and looking up news articles and shit, you know, instead of doing what I was supposed to. But I remember seeing, like, that clickbait type of, watch this supernatural video of this, whatever. It always I remember had watching a the whole video tie-in. in my old work chair, yeah. Um, but also, yeah, you know it, me. It was, uh, the girl was missing. She was had been reporting missing, and this was the last known footage of her. She was staying at a hotel, and she gets on an elevator, and she's acting really weird. And then, uh, you know, down the line, I do remember, that, you know, a development in the story Spoiler being that she was she was found in the water tank on the roof of the building. But I remember there was that still, too. It was still tied in as like. The only way she could have gotten from the elevator to the water tank on the top of the building is supernatural. Ghosts. <laughs> well, let's be and there real. Was, the the there elevator even... video. Fuck the rooftop. The elevator video is bizarre. She's on something. She's and if she's not on something, yes, there's a ghost puppeteering her limbs at a certain. It's weird. No, she's I acting don't think like a so. goofball. All I'm the saying only... is she's not sober and of sound mind in that video. It doesn't mean it's ghosts, but if you just look I at think it, she could be. I don't think so. All right. I think so, she is. She had some tainted tuberculosis water or something. This documentary, she's, she's out of her head not, a little bit. It's not. Water wasn't tainted. She's the taint. I know. The this documentary <laughs> would fucking really annoyed me about it. It's another one of these like four episode docu series things. Definitely could have been like a ninety minute. Could have been movie. one thing. Yeah. When you watch it, by the end of it, you're like, this could have been an hour and a half a one-off documentary. I was saying to my roommate, I I don't know. I feel like for some reason, I think these docu-series, if there's like four episodes, it it does better than if it's a one-off documentary. 
And I don't know why that is because you have to watch more. Um, I, I think it's people like viewer think viewer retention. They'll just be like, let's just prove that we can suck their focus onto our bullshit for three times as long as we should have to. And yep, it, it like, we got them it, by the fucking It gives balls. the idea that it's like there's so much to this story that it couldn't be contained in one thing. I feel like at this point with the internet and streaming services, these like one-off documentaries are, seem like dime a dozen. It and is for some reason. You know what? I think these, like, I, I feel it. I'm more inclined to watch a limited series than even limited, a movie sometimes. You know why? Because it gives me something to look forward to. The docu series. I go an also, hour later and I go, oh look, I got something else to look forward to. There's not one ending. There's four endings, and you know, I I need to prolong my, also, my happiness in this life. Is I just keep hitting those checkpoints. We love the little checkpoints. There's also little just markers. A lot of filler, and that's what most of this documentary was. Was just annoying filler this harping so much about the cecil hotel it reminded me of the other thing on netflix um what's it called suicides that have happened there and and how dangerous skid row is whatever what was it called the fucking thing about cats with luca magnata there was something i never watched it but it was i liked it it was it was good but it's the same it's like the web sleuths even though the cat people did a way better job thing is it's one of these documentaries where half the people they interview they're uh, nerds title oh. is internet sleuth which yes is a, a euphemism for fucking nerd <laughs> and then on top of it they do all these like anytime they talk to one of these inter- internet sleuths I don't know it's just really annoying to me uh, how, the, like the piano music and the fucking the way they're talking about this girl like they were best friends with her because they read some of her yeah. tumblr posts uh, and the one guy even like is choking back tears at one point there's a lot of extra bullshit. Absolutely. It doesn't need to be four hours, but there was I like, hated. I, you know, again, I'm just, I'm just breezing through these, but there was, I don't know what episode, maybe episode three or something. They go to a bunch of like, for lack of a better word, just conspiracy theories or these parallels, like God's algorithm, as we it's call it. It's not even conspiracy theories. It's just interesting it, it, coincidences. It's, it, it's extremely interesting coincidences. It's like the fucking, uh, the Lincoln and Kennedy list. Like that Snopes are assholes about. Right. But like even uh, and there's always something, especially if you look at entertainment. But the movie Dark Water or whatever with Jennifer I saw Connelly that movie. and I saw that uh, movie at BG Theaters. When John I was C. Like Riley, twelve years old. I forgot all about that movie too. But then they're showing clips, and it's like that movie is the story of the girl. It's like if you break yes it down, no. it's it's what happened. The way they paint the story of what happened to her. Yes, like moves into a, a busted facility, staying there, winds it's a up shitty, dead on dingy the roof, apartment, black building. water coming out of the you know the faucets, and just like the way they're painting this gross hotel and what happens to the girl, down to the color of the jacket of the girl in the movie. And the movie came out before this incident, so it's just Long weird before. when it's like, yeah, ten years prior, you're showing it's like yeah, it's basically her life story, but was already a a, narr- or a fictional movie ten years earlier. That's very weird to me. The, the, there's the tuberculosis factoid where the test for it or whatever is her name. And it's like, why is that exactly the text of... It's just... So I won't even call it God's after, algorithm. It's just very bizarre. I, I, I can't explain that. It doesn't mean it's supernatural. It means it's just weird when... There's a lot of times that happens, you know? Like Anthony Weiner. Guy loves pulling his wiener out. What are the odds, you know? Usain like these, Bolt. He's, he's fast. really fast. His Speed last of lightning, Bolt. yeah. Um, uh, I watched a whole expose on uh, Sunday morning with Jane Pauley about that phenomenon one really? time. Really? I would love to watch that because... And uh, there was, it was, they interview a dad whose last name, the family's last name is Air, so he named his son Billion. His name is Billion Air. Did he add with a last this, name of Jordan? This hope of like, uh, you know, him 
manifesting in life what his name is. You know, it's pretty ridiculous. Did he get a million? I mean, he's a kid. Oh, uh, so jury's still out. Or what were we saying? Oh, so I think that's the the biggest one. The most interesting one is so after she went missing, in on Skid Row more than like in the hotel, there was a tuberculosis outbreak. And uh, the test for when you test someone for if they have tuberculosis, it's called her name is Elisa Lamb. And the test for tuberculosis is called a lamb dash Elisa or or Eliza. That's one of those things where like, uh, you know, we take it back to a year ago and it's like uh, a television to tell a vision. And it's like (laughs) bullshit. Shut up. And then there's this one where it's like, okay, this is just a fucking extremely bizarre connection. And that's what made it interesting is even for me, like the fucking horror movie dork. It was more fun to me, even knowing there's not supernatural shit, but I'm like, come on, let's go. What are these web sleuth theories? Oh, my God, that's a bizarre coincidence. There were some of those. That's the reason I recommended it. I was like, I just found that extremely interesting. What are the chances that the thing that they made that movie about happens to a real girl, and then what happens to the real girl starts a, a tuberculosis scare, potentially, and then when you look at the testing for the scare, it's the girl's name. It's just really, it's just really weird. I don't think, like, the movie is exactly what happened to her. I think what's likely... It's it's more likely than it isn't. What's likely, uh, you know, again... I mean, don't don't expect us to not spoil anything else. I hate saying spoiler. Uh, We're talking about the goddamn thing. (laughs) So it's likely that the girl... The Cecil Hotel... Oh, spoiler alert. And that's the thing is they harp on it, like, way too much, and it could have just been condensed to part of, like, just the one 90-minute documentary that it could have been. It's It's has a very violent history. A lot of people have killed themselves there during the eighties. The night stalker, Richard Ramirez, uh, actually stayed there for a a little while. And they think that he fucking, if he didn't kill anyone in the hotel, he definitely like went back to it after killing people with their blood all over him and shit like that. Uh, it has a, a violent history. What I think is most likely is some guy was following her in the hotel the reason the elevator is behaving weirdly and not closing is because someone's in the hallway pressing the button. And then she goes out of the elevator and the guy kills her and disposes of her body on the roof, yeah. which was one story up uh, from a case. fire escape. So it's, it's likely that like somebody saw black water and was like, dark water. Hey, or dark water. Uh, Hey, disposing of a body in the water tank on the roof of a building not a bad idea it's like life imitating art exactly (laughs) here's the weirdest part to me not even weird here's like actually the most surreal the weirdest part of the video is her hands when she's doing the hand gestures her hands look well no no, not even the video but in the video uh a double jointed or something i saw i've always saw the edit obviously there's edits in it when the door jumps and it was like so somebody edited the video like i was always also it's like i was like it's a shitty elevator camera it probably i wouldn't even think twice of it like just skipping here's the most here's the most american part of of this whole uh you know, peek at society and what happened around this story was that these web sleuths, a lot of times they do like not a, a bad job. Like uh, Pat Oswald's wife, uh, right? Her fucking name. She actually helped get the uh, uh, McNamara. Yeah. Something um, McNamara. She actually helped solve a case. A lot of times they actually do uncover the things that solved the case. And like those connections being made about the tuberculosis test name and her name in the movie that's so similar and just looking into 
that's so like, all right, all right, you got me. And then at the end, they just kind of go like, oh, yeah. And there was this black metal musician that stayed there at some t- Let's blame him. Let's go the old Marilyn that Manson the- route. That was like the dumbest part. We give part up of it. on putting the good actual details together, and it's like, oh, this guy sings about like the Satan and wears face paint. All right, it's him. It's him. They just gave up and said it's him. And then they were all like, basically, this guy gets cyberbullied into, you know, like you're a killer, <laughs> you're a piece of shit, you motherfucker. I hope you die. And he's like, whoa. What's funny is these like metal dudes. A lot of times they're the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Look at look at the actual killers. It's like handsome dudes. You got your your Ted Bundy. You got a fucking dork like Jeffrey Dahmer. It's it's. Like, when are we gonna <laughs> get, get that it's it's uh it's not what's always right under your nose? In fact, a lot of times it's the opposite. It got to a point where they're showing uh you know this weird European black metal guy, uh, and then they show like him. I tried to kill myself. I was drinking every day, and it's just like wow. It's like nobody ever video. apologized when they acquitted me. They show a video he posts where he's like in character with like a luchador mask. Uh, and he's like, I am innocent. At that point, I was like, what the fuck <laughs> yeah, am I watching? Guilty. Just talk about the girl on the elevator, please. Um, it's just funny to me, like, okay, all right, clues, connecting clues, and Marilyn Manson. <laughs> just end up back at that old, like, uh, this guy looks weird, it's him. It's not him. There's not th- th- that was the least connections of anything. He wasn't in the hotel. He wasn't even in the state or whatever when she died. It's like there were so many disprovings, but they're like, no, dude, it's the freak show. It's the freak. Look at his face paint. It's like, you guys fucking blew it. You you had it, <laughs> and you blew it. Yeah, I love that. Uh, you blew it! <laughs> when, the inf- when there's, like, no information on the internet, it's so easily to market as, like, a supernatural happening. Uh, and they're like, they're because all she does, she leaves the elevator. Be- how, how would she have gotten on the roof? It's like, I don't know, a window? Window, this ladder. Hotel? This hotel Feet. is disgusting and shitty, and they just don't have many cameras. Yeah. It was like, it reminds me of the movie 1408, which I have on DVD with John Cusack. Haunted, Classic. spooky hotel. You're trapped in a room. Who knows what happens? And I do remember at the time there being like made up elements of it, like that the room she was staying in was haunted. And it was room 237. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, there was definitely some interesting, bizarre stuff, but one of those things where it's like you keep waiting for the twist, and spoiler alert, it's kind of just what what you'd assume happened anyways. Just right. a sad reality. Nope, it wasn't ghosts. Spoiler alert, it wasn't the fucking ghosts. My uh, favorite part, or was uh, it? what I found most interesting, was that when they described, uh, so they found her in the water tank on the roof of the building. Yeah. There, then they interview like some European couple who was staying at the hotel. The dumbest couple ever. Most dumbest naive. people in the world who were like, uh, the water was brown and we were showering. Were we drinking the brown water? I we was were like, drinking. This is LA, who baby? goes to a hotel and drinks the sink water, especially some Yuck. dingy shithole like the, this place through that detail? There's like fucking stained sheets and killers live there. It tasted like human. We drank it anyway. Uh, yeah, dumb people. But um, I guess, you know, I get how much. I don't. I don't travel like that. I don't. I don't pop around and get hostels. I've never been that big of a wanderlust type shit. Where there's some people that just do that. I guess like, look, it's cheap and it's in L.A. and we're from over here and let's just go, babe. Let's be spontaneous. Let's not look into anything or the what Skid Row is. <laughs> my my favorite detail though about that is uh, they drained the tank. Uh, but they didn't take her out of the tank. They drained the water from it so that she would lower down to the bottom gently, 
and then they cut a hole in the side of it so that they can carefully pull her out. Because if they would have tried to take her out just from the top of the tank, you know, she was in there for like two weeks. You ever make like chicken soup where you put chicken in the in the broth and let it boil for like a couple hours? You pull that chicken out, it comes right off the bone. Yeah, it's like a sponge. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> gross thinking about like the logistics of why they went that route. Yuck. Because if they would have strained her out from the top, she just would have fell apart. It's pretty gross. Fun. I watched, awesome. uh, I watched the Britney Spears Hulu thing last night and the uh, episode one of whatever their hip hop documentary thing they're doing on FX now. All right, this sucks because I watched the OnlyFans documentary. With <laughs> ah, we should have synchronized our watches. Uh, shitty, like network produced documentaries on Hulu, which to me is like sold. I, I just assume it's going to be surface level and not very insightful and groundbreaking. Yeah, the Britney Spears thing is something where it's just like it's a good combo. It's a good like. Um, compromise thing to watch where it's like yeah i'm into looking at young britney spears footage and my girlfriend's like yeah i love that album <laughs> so we're, we're both on board let's go um i figure that one's gotta have like i've already heard people talking about that it has at least like interesting looks back to uh you know examine the way that she was like extremely sexualized not it, really it is there are some very goofy clips of just like interviews. against her will and like interviewers asking her about her titties and she's stuff like and she's a teenager i want to say she's like not even 12 years old on like a hollywood star search thing or who dick clark who the fuck is the dude and he's just like so do you have a boyfriend you've got the most beautiful eyes on a little girl and she's like no they're mean and he goes all boys are mean what about me would you go out with me and, he's like, <laughs> and it's like no what the way. fuck check this dude's hard drive or his his uh, portfolio under the rug whatever they had back in his day because there's child dick in it yeah what what about me i'm 78 <laughs> Am I cute, Brittany? She's like, uh, can we cut? Wasn't it like Ed McMahon who did Star Search? Right. I said Dick Clark. Um, but yeah, he's a creep <laughs> is the point. Uh, and there's a bunch of that. Just interviewers going like, we want to we know, Brittany, about your breasts. Tell, there's verbatim like, tell us about your breasts. She's a teenager. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, what are you going to do? She was hot. We weren't woke back then. No, I still, uh, I still like remember the moment where the "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time" video came on for the first time that I'd ever seen it. I remember like <laughs> with the position on the couch that I was sitting in in my old living room. My brother Ian was on the other couch, and it was like I was nine years old, uh, and and there was I was definitely like looking at it in a very sexual light. All this is, though, is, like, it's all the, the paparazzi and the, all those money shots, you know, like, her, like, beating up a car with an umbrella or whatever, and but that shot selling for millions, and they're just like, hey, t uh, paparazzi, do you have any accountability in this and her react? And they're just like, no. I'm like, no. Of course not. It's like, oh, were you provoking her at all? And they're like, eh, you know, it's like, she, she's always been so nice in the past. It's like, the tabloids were what, like, Twitter is now. Like, we just have it digitally now where we go and, like, I don't know... Tear, tear people down, find shit that is embarrassing to them, uh, bullying them, cyber bully, all that shit. It was just like a lot of uh, 
a lot of that that I guess you didn't see because we were just reading again more. Re- let's all just kowtow and nod our heads at whatever the media says and go, okay, yes, Britney Spears is crazy because that's on the cover of the magazine. It's like no, I mean, it's not everybody around her fucking I trying to I manipulate didn't need a documentary. her either. I think we all saw back then uh, when she was hitting a car with an umbrella. It's like I, I, I didn't need anyone to tell me that she's sick of being followed by people with cameras. And all that shaving her head, you know, she's crazy. crazy. She's crazy because she shaved her head and the way they just, uh, what's it called, gaslighting, right? They just uh, a lot of that, and it wasn't me or you doing it. We were not paying any attention to this shit. It was mainstream media. It was everything. It was the talk show hosts. It was the the write ups. It was the interviewers, and it was they're they're further perpetuating the sexualism right. I mean, of the fucking Salt preteen. Park you know, did an episode on it a decade ago. I, I mentioned it when we were watching it. I was like, I actually only know about this because of that episode, or some of it, anyways. Where where the entire point is that the the paparazzi drives her to kill herself, and then right. it, when the suicide doesn't take, and now she's just a freakish half a head. Right. The and paparazzi it, jumps on that, and then she's no good. She's like you know used goods at the end, and, and right. then it's like the the birth of Hannah Montana though is the, <laughs> oh, like all right we don't need her anymore. We have somebody else to build up and tear down. And look, did they predict that or not? Um, but yeah, it's uh, the main takeaway being though is that her dad has a a conservatorship over her for the last like 12 years, which is basically what you do for old people who are so they have dementia and they're not, you know, they have no, they can't be in control of their own decisions and finances. So you have like uh, conservators and executors and things like that. And she is a completely sane, capable woman that the media had portrayed as crazy to, and now, you know, they're like, they're, you know, like kind of like slavery. She's their workhorse. And then the conservators, she's like, she's very willing and able to work. So we're putting her back out in Vegas and stuff. And we just get our 2% or whatever. And she's got to go run the hamster wheel. And that, that's the whole thing. It's like get? a lawsuit of getting her free from that because it's bullshit to have that sort of legal arrangement with your father when you are totally. a capable mother of sound mind. And uh, it's kind of all a bunch of bullshit. How much of it does she get? Does she I mean, get any? I I believe it's beyond money at this point. <laughs> I believe it's a peace no, of mind I, thing. Of like course. get your fucking dirty hands out of my pocket and you don't make my decisions. I'm an adult type thing. Like why is yeah. she in her forties or whatever? <laughs> She's got to be at this point, right? Late thirties. Totally. Um, but yeah, there's no reason you should be being parented and only listening to what daddy says you can do. And he kind of books your calendar for you. And it just seems like a very uh, non-consensual arrangement but 39. it's somehow legally protected nice um i watched another documentary about asian chicks uh who got themselves into trouble do you remember when uh kim jong-un it's un right it's the current guy ill was the last one right un is the now guy uh his brother was murdered a few years ago it happened publicly in an airport Two right. women came up and poisoned him I out of the that. blue. Yeah. So there's a documentary out about it. It's called Assassins. Uh, it was very good. It was very interesting. Uh, it's just a crazy story, and it, it details how these two chicks who killed uh, Kim Jong Nam, uh, how they they didn't know each other. They didn't know who Kim Jong Nam is. They didn't know that they Dude, were killing like, somebody. This is gang shit. Like literally, it, the, like the, you're telling about poisoning and stuff, but it's like ASAP Mob and ASAP the, Ferg. They got the Kim Jong Nam. Like the, 
The, Kim the Jong- North Korean government. Um, <laughs> oh, right. Yes. It's, so, it's such gang shit. It's like we took that, like hip hop seemed to have taken that from North no, no, Korea. No. <laughs> it's really simple. All it is is it's their last name is goes first. That's all it is. Yeah, but it sounds so cool. It's like that. We want to. We want to totally. all have that set up. We want to all be in. Uh, you know, YBN, fill in the blank. <laughs> yeah, I want to be in any and anything. Young, rich, <laughs> um, blank. <clears throat> but these girls, uh, the North Korean government, it just details, and it's it's amazing, like how much evidence they have. Um, it details how they, the North Korean government sent agents, uh, and they both. Both these girls were found and trained separately and trained, I guess, is for lack of a better word, because they didn't know they were being trained. Uh, and, and basically, uh, they were hired to be in, in, in like Japanese video pranks uh, where they would like they would and they took them for like a whole month and did these f- filmed like fake prank videos just to lead up to like getting them to do it to this one guy. Uh, and, and it's like, my dad used to buy these, these pranks, uh, when I was a kid, I remember he got these like VHSs in the mail and they were British. Uh, but it was like, you know, somebody would use like a spray bottle and spray water on someone on the back of their neck and make a sneezing noise, you know, in the mall and and they would just film someone doing that to 20 different people. And then they would have canned laughter, you know, over the clips. Yeah. I guess it's still huge shit in Japan. Uh, so these girls were uh, commissioned to be like prank girls, uh, and they did like a whole month. And the prank was they would put this is what a terrible prank. Uh, and it's amazing that I don't know Asia's like such a weird culture. Uh, I have to attribute it to that because the prank is that they put baby oil all over their hands, the girls' hands, and then they go up behind a random guy and they. Did they do the guess who where you fucking put your hands over somebody's eyes behind them? If somebody came up to you, to any American, and just rubbed baby oil all over their face from behind, like, there's no. going to be a loud verbal, maybe physical altercation. Yeah, I was going to say, there's going to be a literal homicide and the court will let you off because here we understand that you just don't do that. They're cute young girls, and I, I still don't see that mattering in that situation over mm-hmm. here and 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 all of their practice and and even the actual uh performance of the assassination i have like, reflexes ever... dude i would i would have elbowed her like mac on always sunny you don't fucking come <laughs> up behind me and touch me uh so nobody ever does that but yeah they 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 train them to then eventually uh on, on again they go to the airport in Guadalampar. And they squirt, instead of baby oil, they squirt poison all over the girl's hands. And they go fucking guess who some poison into Kim Jong-nam's eyes. And the dude dies in like an hour. Both these chicks go wash their hands and then go home. They wash their hands of any any blame. They go home <laughs> thinking they just filmed some prank show, having no idea that they just killed some dude. What? Accidental murder? And then they're in, you know, they, that they're supposed like to go. Discovery ID. It's crazy. They're supposed to go back the next day to do a prank, uh, and no, none of the prank guys are there. The prank guys all fled the country while Kim Jong Nam was dying. They all got on airplanes and left. Uh, so then the girl shows up to do her next prank, and she's texting the guy who like films the pranks and, and everything. And he's his phone is no longer even a working phone. And then the the guards come arrest her. It's fucking nuts. 
And it was another one of those documentaries like uh, Honeyland last year. Uh, we're good for these at least once a year. Yeah, that was the one uh, about Shia LaBeouf's dad. <laughs> um, just these documentaries that are about someone from some third world country and with like some crazy conditions that really make you realize uh, what a douche you are for everything you complain about and uh, you know how good you have it as an American. Fucking nuts. Yeah, if you want to um, reconsider like everything we do for a living and what it actually means, you should watch the first one of those hip hop documentaries that just came out. And it's just all about like, you know, trick, trick. And you know how you got to go through him in Detroit and all this like underground, like actual gangsters and kind of godfathers of labels and stuff like that. But it's like, we are so not hip hop, you know, like as if the squares have to tell you that. But like if, if they if somebody showed any of these five our music or was just like, yeah, these guys are rappers. And what do you think of that? It would be they would like hawk loogies on the disc, dude. It's just hip hop is so like they're describing right. what hip hop is and defining it and it's like yeah when someone comes up and like disrespects you you chase them and beat their ass like that's hip hop i'm paraphrasing but it's like you know it's the it's the uh you know it's not if a fight or flight thing it's that fight like it's that street hustle which is true it's born in the streets and it's from a very like oppressed and real place uh, like from a struggle if you will right. but also when you t- when you talk <laughs> to a hip hop the godfather like about the definition of it. And if you would have asked me, it would have been about like just originality and lyricism. <laughs> He's like, no, it's like, I'll fucking kill you. And you need to know that. Like, you don't put a camera in my face without asking me or you'll die. Like, that's our mentality. Like, okay, hip hop for sure. Yeah, I, I wish it. there was like <laughs> something else uh, that we could classify ourselves as, you know. Oy, pathetic? I don't know. If only it were were a choice on streaming platforms. All right, enough about uh, the documentaries of yesteryear. How's about we do a shot of the week? Who's it going to be for? Oh, you know, um, we lost Somebody's a couple dead. a couple OGs this week. Uh, one of them was Chick Corea, who is a a pretty awesome jazz musician. Uh, but I don't think you care about that. <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't. Like, I, I got to be honest. None of like this week's deaths that I had heard are like personal to me or anything. I hadn't heard that one. I've heard of Chick Corea. Did not hear that. Uh, you know, R.I.P. was in order. Um, there's also Larry Flint. Larry Flint, I thought would be the obvious. Even though, again, aside from the people versus, you know, it's not like I grew up with a weekly magazine in my mailbox. A little before my time, I I respect what he did. I mean, for free. The speech. man is a is yeah is a, is a legendary figure for uh, the adult film industry and for for free speech. He's also at the epicenter of the 2016 election for you and I. Oh right, <laughs> the old, <laughs> the old big wax uh, annoyance. So, Go ahead, you know, tell it again. <laughs> in, in 2016, we were watching the election coverage. Uh, you know, the day before people, our op- opening for Wax on tour, his Cookout exactly. Chronicles tour, it was the what, day before, and it was election day. So we're watching that. What some people might refer to as the. Um, I don't know, the most interesting or the most controversial uh, election night in American history. You know, the one where a reality show host was elected president. (laughs) And, 
I don't know. It just it was boring because it terms took watching so long. It, like, Stop saying. I mean, fuck. No. Fuck. Never mind. I never. Look, it went on for hours, <laughs> and it was like. <laughs> okay. It, it it was clear for hours that Hillary wasn't going to reach the amount of delegates, and uh, you know Trump was going to take it, and we were watching the coverage at Wax's house. And eventually, it was boring me. Long so story I started, short, term changed the channel to people I'm versus flipping Larry channels, Flynn. and people versus Larry Flynn is on. It's a good movie. One of Woody Harrelson's best performances. Uh, Courtney Love is fucking pretty fine in it, and you see her tits. And a mortified wax was so speechless. He didn't even it's, bring it up. He just went in another room and watched another TV. <laughs> it was just like, what? It, well, wax went in his room. He just removed uh, himself. <laughs> very quietly. And, and then a few hours, or not even a few hours, he came out of his room a little bit later, and we, I said... Uh, I don't know. I, I commented on why why aren't you hanging out with the boys or whatever, and he and he was he kind of exclaimed like, you know, the it's craziest like, know, yeah the craziest thing in political history is airing live right now, and you're watching a movie I've seen five times. <laughs> I mean, it's Milos Forman. He's the he's the godfather of the biopic, if you ask me. You know, director um... of. Uh, People versus Larry Flint, Amadeus, greatest biopic of all time. I was saying, like, what's um, the cause? It says the cause was heart failure. Said his brother Jimmy. I mean, Larry? He's seventy-eight. Larry Flint, yeah. <coughs> Ninth grade dropout yeah, I mean, who built a four hundred million dollar empire of raunchy publications, strip clubs, and adult shops around his sexually explicit magazine Hustler, and spent decades battling obscenity and libel charges as a self-promoting champion of freedom of the press. Uh, he also like this wasn't Wednesday. the health, healthiest dude in the world. No, he was shot and paralyzed uh, a few decades ago, so I'm sure that caused some complications. Yeah, Seventy eight, it's not bad. So are we? We're we're cheersing to him. Or did you see uh, fallen Jeopardy champion Braden Smith dies at 24 this week? Are you so what was the, I saw? What is that kid's deal? Um, I believe. I guess his deal a, is that he's dead now. But like, uh, why did he die at 24? You would have to assume that's like some crazy. It says he, like a terminal illness. Um, it said a complications in surgery. Yep, following complications from surgery, they were very vague about that too. Which it's just funny to me that uh, like I still have um like the the last Trebek Jeopardies DVR'd somewhere. So like, but I don't right. really watch them. So they're, they're months old at this point. And sometimes if I'm in a Jeopardy mood, I'll go cue one of those up of like, you know, the last Trebek episodes. The last one I watched was this kid's first win whenever it was a couple weeks ago or something. You're, so. you're savoring Right, now flavor. it's like, this is a weird bittersweet. Uh, you're like uh, Bobby Bacala uh, keeping Karen Zidi in the, in the freezer. <laughs> Silver lining, the, though. The he last to be, thing that his dead wife cooked. Got to live that dream, though, right? I mean, he had a surgery upcoming, I guess, but he five-time Jeopardy what? champ before. I don't know. Like, was he on, when he was on the show, was he on it because they were doing, like, sick kid competition? No, he's just smart. I think he, you know, was up against people much Damn. older than him. That sucks. Well. So, a lot of people. R.I.P. to Fallen Soldiers. Stewie. Stew. Ooh. That is not delicious. That is straight vodka. Woo! Blizzard. Let's get it. 
How's about you know? Neil Foreman also Ugh. directed um, oh Man God. on the Moon, the Andy Kaufman biopic. If you believe, he's the biopic champ. And to anyone out there who's hearing me say biopic and they think it's biopic, it's actually Bo Pike. Let's do highly recommended. You know what I'm saying? Highly recommended. I like that we do have just an excuse to get, you know, a little buzz tied on. You know, technically there's more deaths than that. Maybe we should do three or four shots. All right, hold on, wait. Play the thing again. <laughs> again? From the start? Do you want to do a shot per person? Well, then, yeah, my, the alcoholic in me is going to be just Reese. Okay, Nicki Minaj's dad. So a lot of other people. Just pull up the obits, the weekly obits. They're, I, we did this last week. They're interestingly not that easy to find. Obituaries? Like, I mean, more celebrity obituaries. Hmm. All right, find the Larry Flint obit. Um, Obituaries are like, they're not a, we all, who finds out about a death from that? You know what I mean? People still read the newspaper, I understand, but. I don't know. No, I'm amazed that newspaper obituaries are still a thing. You would think, I don't know, that there's so many like, it it would have its own app or something. Because we all just see it like on Twitter or wherever we get our news from, whether it's fucking CNN or what. They might say, Larry Flint dead at 78 this week or some, you know, iconic figure in American history. But that also used to be part of, like, the whole news experience. Was, I don't know, last page or whatever, and just seeing all that. I guess it's still easily found, but um, I haven't, you know, it's not like the obituary section. It's not like Twitter has a tab for that, but it'll make its way up if people give enough of a fuck. Um, Look, if you were on Saved by the Bell or did porn stuff, we'll we'll RIP you. We'll find out. Yeah. Um... So, do I need to play the song again? <laughs> yeah, my bad. Highly recommended. New friends moving and a grooving. I genuinely believe this is Term's favorite part of every podcast, where he just starts playing songs and uh, scatting over them. And <laughs> so crunchy, such a crunchy groove. Okay. This week's highly recommended The Amboy Duke's Journey to the Center of the Mind. What's the name of the group? I know that song, but I feel like I've never heard that band name before. The band is the Amboy Dukes. The Amboy Dukes. I've definitely never heard of them, though I've heard that song many times. Um, also known as Ted Nugent and the Amboy Dukes. I've heard of him. Uh, the Amboy Dukes was Ted Nugent's first band. Uh, that's it's just, it's one of those albums like uh, the Birds one, where it's it's like I'm not even really that familiar with the album, but it's it's one of the best songs. It's one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah. So, uh, were they one hit wonders for that song, or is it just the only one that you've been a fan of? 
Um, I think Ted Nugent also did Great White Buffalo with them, which is one of his big early songs. Great White Buffalo is fucking sick. Is he the one who did Katmandu? What? Was that Ted Nugent? No way. Who did that? Who did Katmandu? Come on, it's not coming to me. This is why I ask you. You're the authority on all these music things that are just beyond my reach, you know? But it was someone way uh, more corny than Ted Nugent. I mean, Ted Nugent can be pretty corny. Yeah, there's no way. (laughs) Um, It's Bobby Seegs. Bob Seeger. Okay. Yes. Was he he Night Moves? (laughs) I'm just going to, this is going to be a new bit. (laughs) (laughs) Confirm Acumenal's assumption. (laughs) uh, Which Metallica covered on Garage Inc. And I fucking loved that shit (laughs) when I was in like third grade. Metallica was like my first favorite band when I was in like elementary school. Mine was No Doubt. So that that says a lot about (laughs) me and you. I was like, I was. I think I, I like to think of me as a pretty cool like eight year old kid for how much how into Cliff Burton I was, you know. That's some pretty rad shit. Yeah, for you have the too. privilege of you know you're lucky to be able to look back on those years and not have a lot of like you know playing the Smash Mouth CD in your Walkman, you know, like yeah. me. You were you were in tune to stuff that would be more acceptable to say you even listen to now. Things that held up and were legendary then. Again, totally. big family influence, different households <laughs> there. Uh, but yeah, I don't have, we've always, yeah, my first concert was Smash Mouth and Third Eye Blind, a B96 fucking, I don't know, probably some free ticket thing my mom got when I was 10 years old. Uh, and yours was, was Black Sabbath Pan- or Pantera. Pantera rather. and Black Sabbath. Yeah. <laughs> the Black Sabbath 1998 reunion tour. We get it. On a Wednesday, You're cool. on a Wednesday night, went to school the next day, smelling like beer and cigarettes. Like a man. Ran into Miss Maroney while we were there, our old music teacher at grade school. Uh, who was pretty fine. And I remember my dad and my uncle calling her Boney Maroney and, and like giggling and elbowing each other. And I was very confused as a little kid. Yeah, I wouldn't get that. Um, anyway, Amboy Dukes, Journey to the Center of the Mind. All right. Check it out. I highly recommend it. All right, let's... um. I have some fan voicemails. Let's see if we can get these rolling. Let me know if you're have uh, if you able to hear this. I think it should be all good. Yo, what's up, Square? Austin from Texas again. Uh-oh. Chapo. Not Austin, Texas. Austin from Texas. Austin! Uh, I actually stay up here by Fort Worth. I'm calling this week because you guys are talking about bad weather. Last two podcasts, you guys have talking, been, been talking about snow. and uh, Which is, he's calling us hacks. It's like three weeks in a row now. It's like, so how about that weather? Nothing to talk about. The clearest (laughs) indicator of having nothing to talk about. (laughs) It's cold today, huh? Yeah, I thought it was going to be warmer. When is this going to end? All right, stop talking. Pretty crazy down here right now. I don't know if y'all heard, but like yesterday it iced over real bad, and there was like a hundred car pile up. uh, Pretty close to where I live, actually, so... That was pretty oh, yeah. crazy. I saw that. I saw as recently as this morning because my girlfriend's parents live in Austin too, and they're you know they don't get weather like this out there, uh, Texas, uh, usually. But yeah, pipes frozen and a lot of power outages, like a lot of power outages. I guess so it makes me thankful to it. Like Chicago, I've had my power go out. I had to go out last week actually, but it wasn't for that long. I was about to have a fucking meltdown, dude. But it came back on within like Chicago 25 is built minutes. 
for like below zero weather. Like it sucks that we're getting and almost like another what eight inches of snow today, and then there's more snow throughout the. And it, we already have two feet on the fucking ground. It's just is like, but yeah, this isn't unheard of here. Like it might be in Louisiana and Arkansas and Texas where they're getting hit pretty bad this week too. Yeah. So I did see some of that. Um, but yeah, we have this we have this air about like we're sick of it. Fuck this snow bullshit. But at the same time. You know, like we hung out the other day and it's around like, people just dig there. It's like, fuck this. Oh, it's it's negative 25. And there's two. It's like, yeah, but we we move around or in Chicago. There's like the attitude of I'm not going to let it stop me where I imagine if it snows in Florida, they're probably like, all right, I'm calling out of work today. There's three inches on the highway or something. People here don't really give a shit. This is just a little it is pretty extreme this year, but it's not just here. Obviously, it's uh down south, too. What else is going on? Texans just don't know how to drive on ice, and they don't lay salt down here, so that really fucks us. So I was just going to say, too, they probably, they're not, like, I wasn't even thinking of this. Chicago's prepared mentally like that. Like, fuck you, Mother Nature, but they we don't have, have salt. They don't have plows, you know? We have these uh, big silos. I don't know. Yeah, like, well, they're like kind of pyramid like structures. They look like the, the head highway. of a dick. They've, I've always you thought s- they look like the tip of my peen. Right. You, you know? see them on the highway every 50 or so miles out around here, and they're full of salt that are, that's meant for being thrown all over the roads. Yeah, I, which know, I, I hate now, like too, because uh, it hurts I Archie's I assume they don't feet. have those. Oh, I take, it, like, Archie was just constipated for, like, two days because all the smells are gone. All the, like, tree, grass, earthy shit that's, like, you know, that for them it's, like, probably coffee or cocaine. It's like, yeah, okay, it makes me have to shit now. They sniff around. There's no mm-hmm. sniffs, and it's, like, it's so freezing. And every time I try to, we have, like, I bought, like, three different pairs of booties, you know, trying to put those cute little doggy booties on. But the salt is what does it. It's not even the cold as much, but that shit, like, he, he starts, like, lifting his paws up. Like, we were only outside for, like, one minute. It's, it's like, 20 below. It's snowing and shit, and it's like, you haven't shit in two days, buddy. Come on, you can do it. But then he's, like, he's lifting his feet like it hurts, and I feel, you know... I tried to get him to shit in the house, but he's just too good of a boy. Lay out the, the <laughs> fucking potty pad, you know? I'm like, buddy, right here, let's go. He just He's can't forming do it. A, a mucus fecal plug like bears do. When I they booted hibernate. him up last night at like 11.30 for his last little outside. and But he usually like kicks him off or it's, it's harder, you know? He doesn't even keep him on. He doesn't like walking with those, but he, he also can't walk. It's too cold and salty without him. So, uh, yeah, I, I gave him the full gear. I put the boots and the hoodie and all. Like he's got his with or without it hoodie on and fucking boots. He's such a G. Uh, but yeah, he pooped twice last night, and I felt good about that. That's that. That's all I really care about in my life is making sure my dog is eating and shitting, and that none of us are living here come two weeks from now. <laughs> that's that's my life's mission. Does uh, Austin have a question? Yeah, sorry. Um, let's get to the real to meat of it inquiry? here. Yes. But uh, my question is, have you guys ever been in a weather-involved or, or accident co- basically caused by weather, whether it be snow, rain, sleet, something like that? Um, if so, whose fault was it? Were y'all okay? Did y'all cause the accident? Um, I feel like all the car accidents I had, even in Chicago, uh, were not usually weather-related. They were me being a dumbass and rear-ending somebody or, or you know, driving too fast and fuck, whatever, like blowing a tire right. uh, but not guy, super weather related no some drunk guy rear-ending me and hurting your neck that sucked that's how i entered my 30s man it was a couple of days before my birthday and i like got whiplash and the first six months of age 30 was being like couch bound thank god for uh chiropractors i when i was uh still living out in the burbs as a teen 
in the old Nissan with the big hole in the dashboard. Oh yeah. Um, I remember I was turning into my neighborhood. Uh, one product winter. of your surroundings. It was my first year driving in with like snowy conditions, uh, and my neighborhood. When you entered into the the complex, I live in a. a, a Townhouse community called Tahoe Village, which is funny because sometimes I'll like reference. Than it is. I'll say like my old house in Tahoe to people. Oh, and Tahoe. I'll think about. I'll think about how eavesdroppers are hearing that. Yeah. You know, it's not what it sounds like. No, 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 no. Uh, it was it was a shitty. Townhouse that was the middle class suburbs of Wheeling, Illinois. Yeah, with fake plastic brick siding <laughs> on all of the homes, and um. When you when you entered though, there was a big wooden sign that said Tahoe Village, and uh, my first winter driving, I made like a sharp right turn uh, to turn into the the neighborhood, and my car just fucking what is it? It's not hydroplaning is is water. Yeah. My uh my car just skid out in the snow, and I fucking careened. Tokyo drifting is what that's called. <laughs> I Tokyo drifted into the sign and it fucking I was Tokyo like, drifting in Tahoe and uh <laughs> sounds very highfalutin. It did nothing to my car, but I I destroyed the sign. Really? And I believe uh my mom had to put up a, a big fight with the uh uh what is it? They like the park the, district the, or the uh, village the rather? administration or yeah. whatever, yeah, uh, of the neighborhood to like not have to pay for it, you know. Um, yeah, not a lot of weather stuff. Almost, definitely almost. There's been times where it's like my car is skidding and it's like you got to do that pump the brake and kind of turn and get the traction back as best you can. I've had a lot of like near misses, as they call them. Um, but no, yeah, not no, really. That's the only um, actual accident caused by weather. When we went on the sickest frick tour, though. I was, yeah, tour stuff, though. In Canada, yeah. We we have definitely almost like got blown off an icy road because of the winds somewhere in Canada when you were driving, right? Yeah, there was there was a few times that uh, was okay. Yeah, driving through Canada was actually. I'm thinking about like home life, driving my car. Fuck that. A few that, times dude. on some of those crazy um, winter Canadian drives in, on the No More Jobs tour, uh, where we were on like a two lane highway, you know, where semi trucks are passing us the other direction, you know, a few feet away. Yeah, and you know, luckily it was at times where there was no one else in the other lane, but there was a couple of times where the wind just like moved me into the lane of oncoming traffic. It like pushed the vehicle that was driving one way. It was like the wind was hitting the side of it and pushing it. It was, like, just on, it was fucking wild. We had to pull off. Remember we, st- we stopped and hit a couple of like whatever the Canadian auto zones and tire stores were. Cause we're like, do we need to chain our tire? Like we can't drive out there. It was definitely like, worrisome right. uh weather conditions and then i remember um, one time th- oh, go ahead well we st- i remember we stopped to look into getting snow tires at one point and it was like a two-week wait or some shit. right that was the result it was we like shit out of luck not a thing we could have put- done that afternoon and for on the road you have like a show tomorrow night you know it's like we kind of have to cover ground still today and you can't put chains on a rental car you know yeah that's a whole complication um but the the weirdest thing for me, also in Canada, but it was not part of like it. I've never seen anything like this, and I'm pretty sure I talked about it on whatever three years ago No More Jobs tour episode we did. But we were somewhere in Canada, and it was cold, but it was an otherwise like 
like clear day, like you could see the blue sky and whatever. And we were driving towards a giant like wall of like what looked like a not swirling tornado. I think that's how I said it years ago. Just a big dark a wall of dust of like what are we is that is that a time portal? When we go through that, do we come out a fucking thousand years in the future? Like, what the driving. fuck are we driving towards? And you're watching cars go through it and just like, boom, disappear. Like in Mad Max. You know in Mad Max when they go yes. through the fucking uh, dust the storm? The big red cloud. And I, I'd hate to keep this bringing it up. Red. I'd hate to keep bringing it up, you guys, but at the beginning of Interstellar, when they're at the baseball game and the dust cloud is coming over, it looked oh like that. God. Hey, look, last week Term said if I watched Maltese Falcon, he'd watch Interstellar. And <laughs> guess what happened? Guess what happened? I watched something. <laughs> Peter Laurie, baby. <laughs> um, but that's really how it looked. I'll watch it, like, it right now. I, I see that. <laughs> he leaves. I'll drop my mic right now and go watch a movie instead. Think I'm lying? Um, but that's what it looked like, was like this this dust cloud that was taller than... You couldn't, you couldn't see the top of it. It was like to the heavens. It was so huge. It was just a wall. And then, so we drive into it. I'm literally... I remember being on my phone... Like this would do anything, like looking at weather.com in Alberta or wherever we were, like, what is this? Is there a, is there an alert we're not getting? Like, what the fuck is this thing? Uh, never seen anything like that. Of course, we just drive straight into it. And once we're in it, like Mad Max, and it becomes like a, a blue and orange, like fucking uh, lightning storm, dust storm in the clouds. This it was, was just a, it was snow flurry. It was like a whipping winds tornado of snow flurry that you, was you know it was so condensed that it was everything was gray but it was like there was a clear split between like the normal you can see the green grass and the blue sky and then you drive through this wall of gray and then for like the next i don't know driving for like 40 seconds you know like the length of it was uh, hundreds of feet mile yeah not even a mile like you're just in and you're looking out the windows at like you can't see anything but snow flurry and then you right right out the other side like it was a clear split, dude, like cutting into fucking jelly. You know what I mean? It was like one half was like looked solid and one half was open air. And I was scared jelly? to drive into that fucking thing. Uh, that was the weirdest thing or the most like con- concerned weather thing maybe because I don't even know what to call it. Like when they said like like derecho a couple of fucking months ago about the storm that passed through, the- those look like a big wall of right. dust cloud that's just – like a supercell, right? Like a supercell storm on ground level, sweeping over the plains. That's what it looked like, and then you couldn't even see uh, what was going on there. Fuck! Did I lose term? Son of a bastard! Yeah, my connection, my connection. Oh, is there you are. Dog shit right I was now. I was gonna say my story was too long-winded and boring, and fucking the internet quit. Um, but yeah, that that was definitely fucking bizarre. But no, good question. What else we got? What's up, faggots? It's Two Train, Junior Pacific, famed graffiti writer, proud father, and I'm just calling because I have a fucked up jerk off story from when I was 13 years old. So I'm with my parents, and we're in like this um, like suburban housing community because they're looking to buy a new house, and we're in one of the model homes. If you guys don't know what a model home is, it's a fucking replica of the house you're gonna buy but it's just for show right. and so Arrested all the are done up with furniture and like all this shit and so while my parents are downstairs in the house with the real estate uh agent and the uh, person showing the house i'm upstairs in one of the bedrooms it was supposed to be like the girl's bedroom and so there was this poster of hillary duff keep in mind nice. i'm That'll 13 do it. 
So this is totally okay that I jerked off to a teenage folks. Okay, it's necessary. Uh, yeah, I fucking got all, you know, horned up, and I was like, yo, I think I can bust one really quick. And while my parents were downstairs at the realtor, I kaboom, splooged all over the carpet in the model home. Fucking what about my life, man? <laughs> now here I am, I got a daughter. I hope she never hears this. Love you guys. <laughs> I love, uh, about my life, man? Good. I wish we all had that mentality. Uh, uh, two trains at 13. Uh, yeah, first I was of all, say, I um, did he really blow all over the floor? I'm glad I didn't speak too soon, you know, because jerking off upstairs, 13 years old, you know, in a, in a model home while your parents are with the realtor, it's weird, but... It's not that weird. It could be it's worse. totally understandable. Right. Like it could is, be worse. As there, in... I bet you you'll could, have some shame to work through, but it's not anything you can't break through and get past. Totally. <laughs> it could be worse if you blow your load all over the carpet and then weird. That's like... That's now where it just crosses into uh, sociopathic. Yeah. See, I would have probably taken either the, the Hillary Duff pinup or the memory of it into the bathroom if I so had to do it 100%. right then. I, I probably wouldn't have the... done it on the carpet. And by the way, Seth will tell you, Hillary Duff was my fucking girl, dude. It was. This Big guy crush. Had the Lizzie McGuire movie on DVD. I did. And I had her <laughs> pictures up in my bedroom when I was a young boy. She was so hot. And then I like graduated to like Tara Reid infatuation because she was like a slut version to me of like a Hillary Duff type, you know? But my God, right. Lizzie McGuire. No, yeah. Like Oof, I'm, a, I'm a shameful pervert. <laughs> and <laughs> I've done plenty of things where I was like uh, ashamed, you know, where where I jerked off and was like, that was a weird place to do it or whatever. Yeah, it's but like I'm as also, soon as it's done, as soon as that jizz hits the carpet, you just are like, it's what was that? Fast. I gotta, yeah. <laughs> um, but I've always had the both the wherewithal and like just the consideration, like the I'm presence of mind, the presence of mind, the, the presence, presence of, of mind, mind. <laughs> the presence of mind. <laughs> Um, to like dispose of my juices so that my, my, uh, shame can remain private. I don't think I've ever jerked off just onto a floor anywhere. No. You know, like that's two trains. Come on. That's the part we need to, to, to work through. But other than that, yeah, dude, it's their fault. It's the realtor's fault for putting that Hillary Duff picture up in the fucking guest room. Like, why would you do that? You're having company over. She's, she's so cute. To a young boy, like two trains, or myself. Your fault. <laughs> I had to jerk off. I had to. Right. <laughs> I keep thinking Term's going to say something to tag this, and I have to go further into my <laughs> siding with two trains and what he did. No, seriously, me too. I totally would have done it. You no, cannot mean, uh, do it. And, and again, though, like, and <laughs> with it as perverted as I've always felt, or, and you know, it's it's got to be somewhat. Uh, just repression but i i've I've like i I always thought it was weird jerking off outside of the home or or like in places where as you should even in the home i have thoughts about like you know like no one's watching right (laughs) (laughs) this is for sure even if i was like staying with a relative (laughs) and whacking off in the bathroom uh there was like active shame to it but you know shame never stopped me no. That's the thing about shame. It finds a way. Um, but it, yeah, no, um I would I would have said 
nothing about that was really that weird until he said he came all over the floor and then left. That's that's the part that sounded made up, where he just did that for effect, you know? Right. And, and so maybe he did, like, clean it up or clean, jerk in a sock or whatever you did when you were 13. Or maybe he did it on the floor and he's just psychotic. I don't know. Uh, let's do another question. <laughs> Yo, what's up, Squares? David from New York. Wanted to get your thoughts on the rapper Pooh Shiesty. Yup, that's his name. Later, fags. Well, I should have saved that one for when we have the ability to listen to stuff better. I put poo in and shiesty auto-filled, by the way, so. We're both Googling poo shiesty right now because <laughs> yep. neither one of us don't know. <laughs> you know what's funny is the auto, um, the um, auto-populated text, the automated text for the Google message, it said pusher T. And I like kind of assumed that would be what the words I heard, but no. Pusher T. Pusher T. All right, well. That's I don't know anything about this guy. I've seen, I saw a meme one time that compared him to one of the characters in Cars. <laughs> and that's, that's about Right off the bat, like this is the type of rap name that I would hear back in the day and immediately write him off for being a piece of shit. Like there's no way a guy with this stupid name uh, is going to be shiesty. any good. <laughs> yeah. But no, I've learned that lesson and a lot of times... The weirder the name, the better the bar. So let's give him a chance. Well, it rules right away. Big brr. Is that the sound the money makes when you fan it? Oh, wait, let me share my screen so you can see uh, what I see. Um, wait for it. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Digital. Okay, Pooh It's called C Red. Maybe I'm not paying attention, but I feel like every single word, none of that stuck in my, I, I couldn't quote one thing I just heard because it was, maybe it's just so fluid, dude. His style is so fluid. I didn't know that you, I went over to my phone to try and find the picture <laughs> of him next to, I don't even know. I've never seen Cars, <laughs> so I don't know what character that is. But uh, I looked back and you're, you're doing the screen, screen share thing and I didn't realize it. Um, this guy's not, really even paying attention. He's not even second. present right now. Trying to do a show about Pooh Shiesty over here. <laughs> I don't know what to say about this. You heard it here first from Term. Oh, this guy sucks. I don't know. Is that what you said? I mean, <laughs> I'm not his demographic. Whoa. Nice. Camera angle under the glass table with a girl. Glass table, butt cheeks. Look at that butt cool. cheek. Alright, he's not so bad. When I say come on, they say baby you in. Like I'm I'm literally trying to like decipher one bar. I knew I was gonna catch a body at 10. Got it. No idea what he said there. Let's figure that line out before we move on. Try and reach for my chain. 
What'd you, what'd well, you say? Well, Melfus Amir. Melfus Amir, for sure. Try to reach for my chain, you go Melfus Amir. <laughs> what is it, dude? Just say it. Wait, wait, wait. I got this. Uh, I got it. Hold on. Melfi. Oh, Jen Melfi in here, it's a right? It, it's reference. a therapy reference. Yes. Well, Promethazine beer. That's what he said. It's a new drink in the streets. I've heard. Memphis? Is he from Memphis? Do you think he's like saying that he'll melt something? He's doing like a my gun. Chain, I'm gonna melt this shit. Mm. He's doing like a gun pantomime while he's. Can says you look the up the lyrics for C Red while I keep playing it and deciding what I hear? While he's saying Melfus Amir. Um. Damn, it's gonna be so obvious when we find out what it is. You go Melfus Amir. I don't think Amir. it is. Memphis. Memphis. He's watching Melfi, watching Elf with Jen Melfi and Memphis. I can't get the next line either. Try to something. Uh, Face, face full of rhinestones. You can tell what this is. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's not it. What do you Just got? The first verse. I believe so. Uh, he says something about reaching for his chain. We got that. You on Memphis meal. You on med. You try to reach for my chain. You on meds for real. Right? Like, you must be fucked up. You reach for my chain. You reach for my chain, you want medicine for real. <laughs> understand what this is. Try to reach for my chain, you go Memphis I, Alright, I got it, I got it, I got it. Hold on, one more time. Last try, last guess. I got in Memphis and Mill, right? It's pretty dumb. And it say? still hardly sounds like it. Go As on. someone who like complains uh, all the time that the, my listeners get my lines wrong all the time, yeah, and I'm always like, "Is it? It ha it's you know. Eventually, if it happens to a certain frequency, it must be your fault, you know." <laughs> um, right. So, so, so that's why I would land on this one. I think it's, it's totally his fault. Face something on right. He says, if you're trying to reach for my chain, you off meth or some meds. I, oh, I was half right. I said you on meds or some shit. See, now I can't unhear it. You on meth or some mead. I, I hear it now, but that's just such a, like, I wouldn't write that, so I would never guess that's what he said. Also, just, like, yeah, it's on you, dude. I can't understand you. <laughs> you off meth or some meds. Got it. What was the next line right there about facing the Ryan and you understand what it is? Do it again. Okay. Facial all night. Is she on the steps with her heels? I don't know what an S-I-G is. It's probably a gun. <laughs> I didn't nail it? Come on. It's probably a gun. Uh, he says, face shot, long range. That's cisgender, shorthand. 
turn to Steph with the SIG. Say it one more time. Face shot, long range. Like, I'll shoot you in the face from far away. Far turn, away. Uh, turn to Steph with the SIG. So it's a Steph Curry from Okay, after the Steph line, though, wait, what, wait. what is he saying here? Hold on, don't tell me. Okay, Pac and Big, got that. So Sig is a firearms manufacturer, Sig Sauer. So he's just saying, like, like Steph Curry, mostly, like, sink the shot, like, I don't miss. I go Steph with the Sig, because Steph doesn't shoot. He's saying he'll shoot he's you in shooter. the face from yeah. long range with a firearm. Ah, okay, got it. Um, so yeah, all that being said, it's pretty tight. It's hot. It's some hot shit. Hate it. This is like, um, you know, me, I don't know, six, seven years ago, six pack this drunk. Is, this is one of the guys you yeah. saw on that documentary, basically. Yeah. He definitely regards hip hop differently than I do. Embodies everything that we don't. You got everything. You got the dancers dancing on tables, holding racks of money. He's ghost riding the fucking whip. If he was to see any one of our videos, he'd probably piss himself laughing. He's smoking a backwoods with a double cup. Come on, man, dude. He's unstoppable. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't relate. If, if you want my I honest opinion about his rap name, I'm jealous of it. Like, I'm not even saying that sarcastically. Pooh Shiesty is a dope fucking name. The more I sit with it, I like Pooh Shiesty. I, I like the rap name a lot. Right. It I bums me out. Anyone, he, he, his raps don't up, up to the rap name, but I respect anyone with a fecal-related uh, surname. Okay, here is another question. I don't know. I kind of want to dissect. Maybe we should make a weekly bit of dissecting Pooh Shiesty verses. I dissected. That was like a uh, challenge. I dissected Pooh in like fifth grade. <laughs> Rabbit pellets. Yeah, it was Shiesty. Like... It was. It was like bird shit, and there was like uh, an animal that the bird ate. There's, they're like skeletons in the shit, like that, a mole. That kind of like, I don't understand why we couldn't dissect frogs. Like, like because you know. we went to broke schools. Was there a frog shortage, dude? Come on. There was for our school. I wanted we to, to dig through schools. a once living creature, not not shit. I'm not trying to guess what they had for lunch. Next question. Hey, what's up, fellas? It's Thunder Titties. Um, I hey, my dude. I take on that girl Gina being fired from Mandalorian for those uh, tweets comparing, I guess, Republicans being like the Jews <laughs> from, uh, <laughs> from you know, the world. I just wanted to get you guys input like on Like the that. Jews? Um, but besides that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, way to go! <laughs> I I really I was struggling to hear most of it. I know it was about Gina Carano. Um, yeah, that's all. He wanted our input on uh, her tweeting whatever she tweeted. Yeah, this I'm gonna have to play catch up on real quick. Um, 
she said something that was likening. I'll find it. Give me a second now. I mean, I think it's ridiculous. Uh, the way that they like phrased what she said, it made it sound like she was despairing, disparaging the Jews when all she was doing was comparing herself to the Jews, which I feel like anyone who, uh, already you such know, a disaster past, of a news story. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for the past, however many years, the word Nazi and the accusation of anyone who you're, uh, is like your opposition to call them a Nazi. It's like, uh, it's, you know, all this language has been kind of being softened and thrown around for years. Uh, it's nothing new. I think people I, do it all the time. I, I don't know who Gina Carano is, and I've never seen an episode of The Mandalorian, so I'm right Gina off the Gina Carano bat, like, is an ex-UFC fighter. Uh, oh, damn. Is she like the CM Punk of the ladies division where she no, 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 no. couldn't hack it she, no more? Or is she hot? Gina Carano is actually was an, an MMA fighter. Okay. Uh, she wasn't like a fake wrestler who went into it. Gotcha. Uh, but she was like in, a, in oh, the yeah. earlier generation, like the first generation of female fighters in the UFC before Ronda Rousey came. Uh, it does say Ronda here Rousey the former MMA her, fighter. I uh, was confirmed on Tuesday to have been kicked off the hit Disney Plus show, Mandalorian, where she played Cara Dune, with Lucasfilm stressing, quote, there are no plans, unquote, for her to ever return. Um, the Star Wars... It's also movie. funny, okay. coming from... Uh, she was she did not ever fight Ronda Rousey. She was beaten by Chris Cyborg and then retired. Um, Thanks for clearing that up. It's, it's funny, though... Uh, Coming from Disney, who has, you know, obviously some anti-Semitic roots with Walt from back in the day. <laughs> you know, so it seems like overcompensation. I mean, it also, it, I think it's been publicized. I didn't even think of that. Too, that that uh, they didn't, she had problems with the producers of the show already and that they were looking for a reason to fire, like a Jimmy the Greek sort of thing. You know, right? They were looking for. Do any you think she wanted to, to get fired? It. Was she doing that thing where, like, you wanna, Absolutely you wanna not. break up with your partner? So instead of just doing it, you just make them hate you? No, I, I really don't think that. <laughs> Until they break up with you, especially with you know, with how vocal she's been about how like I'm not afraid to use my voice and and whatever. Says She's clearly like milking it. The Star Wars giant made no secret of why she was canceled, ripping, quote, her social media posts uh, denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities, See, it, it which called denigrate abhorrent anyone, and acceptable. She compared the treatment of Republicans in society today similar to the treatment of Jews in 1930, yeah. like leading up to the Holocaust and said how, uh, you know, just how uh, the Nazis like were elected into office and they spent a few years uh, turning the like turning the public against the Jews so that when they finally took the Jews away and everything that the public went along with it and and supported it that was that's what she was saying I don't yes. see how she was denigrating anybody even if there was like a false comparison I think people have been making false comparisons to Jews and Nazis for years you know about almost right. everything in politics and the if you're gonna fire someone for doing that there's a lot there's a long list of people who ought to be fired yeah I, and i don't think any of them should be 
The post says, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Sad face emoji. Because Sad. history, <laughs> because history <laughs> is edited. emojis into any statement about the Holocaust is hilarious. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighborhoods hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views with a vivid picture of uh, soldiers chasing a woman in her underpants uh, up the street. Okay. Um, because history, blah, 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 it was deleted Wednesday, and ha, 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 along with another photo of someone wearing multiple masks with a caption, meanwhile in California, she also jumped in on another conspiracy theory over the suicide of pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, posting a square full of letters containing the message, Jeff Epstein didn't kill himself. I thought see we all agreed that with... that was that's not a conspiracy. <laughs> to, Can you see what they to tag do, that though? at the end, yeah, to tag that one at the end to like just make sure anybody if we didn't rope you in yet, let's let's try but we there that should be looked at. The Epstein thing should be looked at. A he lot fucking of things didn't kill himself. At. Yeah. And 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 we're going down a path here but that's not like, what yeah that's not what got her fired all you have to do is suggest to look into a thing where they can label you now you know conspiracy theorist or whatever else and and you're written off just right. like that and then i saw also that her supporters were then like trying to get everyone to cancel their disney plus subscriptions try to right. them in their pockets and then it becomes I said this, the other day, this big uh, prick wave um over i don't know like i guess i have an opinion on this. I'm trying to see if there's anything else I'm skimming that matters. I, I don't relate to, and I don't ever hope to relate to this whole, uh, you know, posting hashtags that urge the cancellation of things that you don't even watch or people yeah. that you don't even, that you didn't even, hadn't even heard of before whatever, whatever algorithm produced a fucking headline to tell you to be outraged in something. I don't you know? really, but I, at the same time, I don't understand why these people who are like legitimately on, right? They're like celebrities and they have their shows on Disney Plus and they're at MMA. Like, they're. I mean, The Mandalorian they, isn't her show. She's a small character on it. Okay. She's the fucking tough, but, but like she has sexy, a, tough chick. All right. I, when are these celebrities going to be more aware that voluntarily like you know blasting their political ideologies or whatever the ideology even if it's kevin hart's joke or whatever like twitter is where you get your shit taken away like yeah but twitter, I posting think... shit on there is where you get your shit taken away and even though you I should don't... be able to share whatever you want even if it's offensive to others and whatever like once you do it there once you're it's nonverbal and it's haven't we seen like the proof in the pudding here of like don't... maybe that there's is wisdom to to not share Something yeah, where, likening, where I, I don't know, Republicans do, to Jews, if you don't want to lose your job? Where I think they do uh, have an argument is that like, you, it's more of a risk if the political uh, point that you're making publicly as one of these actors, it, it's, it's really only a risk if it's a right-leaning uh, right. argument. Uh, and that, you know, people, you're allowed to say kind of the same things coming from a different angle and you're not going to be punished for it but they back to a point you've that... made in the past about like the best thing to fight it with is is more conversation really because i saw too that she's like well me and ben shapiro are teaming up to start a network now and it's like now now that division is getting so f you know the spectrum is widening even further right 
for all, for this, all this does over is, what this fucking Instagram post, like fucking Instagram and Twitter posts. Come on. All this does is convince her even further that she's right. Exactly. She was only silenced because she's right. You know, uh, it is too easy so, so to I, take anything. It doesn't fix anything. And then this make whole, it a, like a political digital warfare uh, topic. Yeah. This uh, whole uh, method of canceling it and then sweeping it under uh, the proverbial rug. But I just have like a, it doesn't work. There's a common sense thing that I can't get past, I guess, about it. Where like, like I feel differently about whatever happened to her for what she did than I did that dude, Morgan Whalen, the dude who said the N word or whatever, on video. Oh, who's that? Country star who was dropped from his labels and all sorts of shit because some video. Oh, that was basically his neighbor spying on him, and I, I, I think that normalizing the loss he of privacy is a big problem. Hurl, he also didn't hurl it at no. anybody. Uh, there was no R attached to it. It was not like, of course, when you see. I think there was an headline, R, but he was he was being playful with his friend and what he thought was the yeah, privacy was of his, his own friend. driveway. Uh, I just that's different to me. Like this bitch knew that Twitter gets people taken down, and then decided to to stir up shit on Twitter or whatever. And like absolutely, that's like. To him, There's even a, though maybe maybe you know he's an asshole or whatever, it's like I feel I've never enjoyed when some some spy fucking leaks, some neighbor shining their phone through your window against your knowledge, and then that's what gets you taken down. It's like the lack of fucking uh, respect for w- like that, what I think is your right. You have the right to privacy, but like smart technologies and phones and sharing everything and social media has really like not even blurred those lines, but kind of erased. Things like, you know, the value yeah. of privacy, where it's like, no, maybe you shouldn't be using language like that in your own home. But if you are, wouldn't you only be doing it oftentimes because maybe you do know your audience and you're like, you thought you were at home, like where you pay to live alone comfortably and like speak freely and having someone wear a wire or your neighbor fucking filming across the street. Uh, that's always a little different to me. I'm, just, I'm only making the comparison because she voluntarily posted a thing that ended up being problematic where it's like, what did you think? People were all going to be like, no, yeah. You know, George Lucas is going to be like, for sure. Like, what are you doing? You're an adult. You know, you know better than this, right? The other dude, it's almost like it's on par with, if you stand behind actors and it's mainly actresses, sexy ones who have nudes on their phones, whose clouds get hacked. And then people release their naked photos that were from their phone. It's like, it's kind of like the, a similar violation, I think. And there's a gross voyeurism in this country where we have no problem listening to like a secret recording uh, of some millionaire. Like, uh, what was his face? Donald Sterling. Yeah. Donald? Sterling? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And that's another thing where it's like maybe the dude's where, a fucking giant prick. That wouldn't surprise me. But at the same time, I feel like he was taken advantage of and um, absolutely maybe would have never said those things if he he knew that other people besides his wife, who I guess he thought he trusted or whatever. was. It listening. wasn't even his wife. It was, it was his slam piece. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's his error in judgment also. But, you know, when you're at home and you're with your friends and maybe you have been drinking or whatever, it's like that's uh, I guess there's just moments where. You don't, you don't think somebody is going to be, like, p- spying through your window to, like, ruin everything? It's unfortunate. Right. And I'm saying this didn't happen to her. She didn't. She she clearly is vocal about her political opinions. And it's yeah. like, yeah, you have Disney jobs that you can lose. So, I don't know. Unfortunately, that's the game you have to play when you're a celebrity. And that's why I, uh, most but actresses I, and shit aren't cheering. Shit again, like that, it's, only certain, it's only certain political opinions that 
you have to worry about being vocal about sure. uh, or it might cost you the job. And, and somebody pulled up um, how the dude who plays the Mandalorian Doo-doo. himself had tweeted like a year or two ago comparing people, the migrants being detained at the border to Jews uh, in concentration camps. And he did it with a side-by-side picture, that, you know, that once again, it's like using but, but the Holocaust agree imagery. That, yeah, that's as bad as... <laughs> And, and apparently the picture that he used of migrants in cages wasn't even a picture of migrants in cages. Like, uh, if you make the same comparison from a different political angle, you're, you're usually going to be fine. It's just a big mess. It's like all of this stuff, and I, I feel like I've said this the last few weeks, about, like, you can just see where these, like, chapter markers are, and, like, all right, we can choose to, like understand each other better or we can immediately pick a side and fucking run more towards the spectrums of that side where like yeah i don't know like i don't know what to even say about that where like i'm not going to say well you should know bitterness and but to an extent yeah you you should i'm not shit and i don't even use my twitter i don't i hardly say anything that is like from the passion of my heart it's mostly silly shit and listen to my new fucking song shit and like that's what it's for where i feel safe to use it that way because if all of a sudden i want to start having my free speech commentary and stuff and go gung-ho on it it's like maybe i'll save that for my podcast maybe me and term will talk about it in private because we're but if she if she had a podcast and said it on there it's not like that would have been right again i'm not shit and i probably would choose my words even more carefully if i had a disney job i cared not to lose but that's the thing maybe you like, shouldn't have to do that it's just at, at this point the reality is you do look at the history of what's been happening you do I think anybody should be thing. free um to speak whatever politics they feel and not have to worry about losing their job for it but also yes as a disney employee right. you could you could say the if i worked the for same, disney i would be careful about what i posted even more so than i am now and i defy you to go look at my shit now and really you, find where the problem is you could is. make the same point uh and phrase it better phrase it more carefully and not use pictures from the holocaust i don't know, i'm not even positive holocaust imagery i'm not even positive this is her post i think it was somebody and she just shared it and it's like what are you doing you know this post she didn't type but it resonated with her maybe she did i can't tell what i'm fucking looking at anymore who cares um but yeah that was like a voluntary like you know you know you're jumping into the fucking to the jungle of twitter when you when you stir shit like that like that's what that place exists for is to shit stir and to it's lose to your get, job is to get people in trouble yeah so I, I just figured you know why would i assume she didn't recognize that it sucks i wish our society didn't build itself that direction but it's there right now and I you know, know i think it's uh it's unfortunate um and i do think that like when you come at it with this uh well they're a private company and they're free to do whatever that's like you know as douchey of a term as slippery slope is like it is a slippery slope and there is going to be somebody who's fired uh down the line with the same justification yeah who you think shouldn't have been fired you i know? hate having and, to and like, if you I, if you were hey they're a private company they're allowed to do what they want you're gonna have to fucking bite your tongue and say the same thing the right. next time when someone you like gets fired for essentially the it same thing. It bugs me when I have, I feel as though, because whatever, it's my principles, where I feel as though I have to, like, for lack of a better word, defend somebody that I've, ne- I've never heard of this lady. I already forgot her name. Megan Carano. Right. Gina. You Carano. know, it's like, I don't, I just learned about her and I'm already like, well, I think it's her right. And, uh, but, you know, that I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. You should be able to say, 
I guess anything, but yeah, when you, that is the way it is. And it's, I don't agree when people um, lose their jobs and shit over it, but it's contextual case by case. And in her case, you work for Disney and you're posting about like, you know, isn't it as bad as what's happening to me is what happened to those Jews guys? I mainly just don't, your boss said no. I won't get on board with the whole, um, you know, some source that I like or I trust, some influencer, whoever, some figure who I follow, uh, informs me about the existence of a human being today and tells me about something they said that I'm not supposed yeah, to like. Can't act like and I that, like, within hours, is. I'm taking active steps to inf- to persuade the company to fire them. I don't get that. I'm never going to get that, and I don't want to ever get that. Uh, yeah, Thunder. I think it sucks, and and. F- you know, I, from past experience, it's like I've had things that I enjoy get canceled, and all of the people who are responsible for getting it canceled were people who didn't didn't listen to it, didn't watch it, yep. didn't know it even existed. And it's like you could have gone on living your life the same way, not watching it, not listening to it, not knowing it it, it existed, and the people yep. who liked it could have remained having the thing that they liked. That's what, yeah, it's that's this, what's happening now fucking... with shows I like and comedians and stuff, and like I just heard a thing this week about like literally a a Jewish comedian who is a full Jewish person being called a Nazi sympathizer that's, and a Nazi exactly. apologist because it's like, you can't, I don't even know how to take it seriously. You know, it's, 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 it's upside down, but it's all in the effort to make, I guess, that Jew lose his job, <laughs> which is weird. It's a very paradoxical situation. It's, it's people you who see can't it every day. think for themselves, and they're, like, amazed. They, they, they can't fathom that you want to think for yourself, and you want to listen to something that they don't agree with, you know, and, and they can't even – they can't fathom the notion that you can listen yeah. to something they don't agree with and not be radicalized or whatever. Remember when George Carlin knocked all the commandments down to two, though, and he's like, as long as you just add one, thou shalt keep thy religion to thyself. And the way people fucking, like, make politics their American fucking religion with all they know how to tune into and talk about, where it's like, we've talked about this two happened. decades ago. It's like, you used to not tell people who you were going to vote for, and now it's like, you bet, why wouldn't you tell me? Why won't I don't know what you happened. don't want to tell me more to about regard- it? We used to regard these people as like scumbags and liars. Uh, I've seen shops in Chicago where they sell those like, um, you know, those like religious tall candles that have like a saint on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And they have like caricatures of like Kamala Harris and Dr. Fauci and Elizabeth Warren, <laughs> like, like political saint candles. Who the yeah. fuck wants that? Who is burning a Dr. Fauci candle and doing the little fucking. I bet somebody's got Dr. Fauci tattooed on their back. I just bet somebody did it because they they thought it was hip and cool. Was this guy we never heard of less than a year ago. It might not be on their back. Let me put him on my body forever. I bet somebody has a Fauci tattoo. Let's look it up. (laughs) Fauci tattoo. Find a Fauci tattoo for me real quick. And maybe we have time for... Oh, there was one thing. Fauci tattoo. Maybe there's even a tie-in here of like how you can politicize everything, but this kind of makes sense. I saw a, uh, a Beach Squad post that I uh, got taken down. I found one. Fauci tat? Oh, I can't see yeah. your screen, though. Fuck. Which is enough. Can Fauci I share? tattoo. <laughs> What'd you search? Dr. Fauci tattoo. That one? That looks terrible. That could be anybody. That, I know, and I see another headline that's saying that that's the Swedish... Expert, okay, so look, expert. and if somebody does have a Fauci tattoo, maybe they were instantly regretting it and wouldn't take pictures and share it. So, um, 
I still believe out there someone has one. But um, <laughs> you remember? Um, it is not a tattoo of Dr. Fauci. It is of Anders Tegnell. I still think I'm right. So <laughs> that's that's not a tattoo of him, but it's, it's um, out there. And I'm looking at a picture of Anders Tegnell, and it certainly is a, a tattoo of him, not Dr. Fauci. Didn't look like him. Uh, somebody, one of our fans, I guess, um, posted. I'm amazed. Uh, Jesus. Posted a um a video by remember Tom McDonald, yes, Cring, cringy rapper guy with all the fucking you know political headline uh, charged right. raps. He's he's doing it right, man. If Willis Chillin had any like even playing uh, some of his shit that week or two months ago, like Tom McDonald still pops up in my like like when I go on YouTube and it hey watch this, I'd be like what, what are you talking about? Account. It's been fucking months. I'm just kidding. I watch everything he does. We have, we have a connected account <laughs> and I see his face still. On the regular. So a, a fan shared a video, and I was reading it comments, and then I guess Reed had taken it down, because they always, when people start talking about shit that's not, that, that's our fans, you know, they're like, it's not squares related. So they're, it's like, why is it here? Uh, so someone shared his video, which I forget which one it was. I think it was No Lives Matter, I think. All right, let me, I'll share the screen just in case. I took some screen nice. grabs of some um, some of the fan comments. Can we read them uh, all corny like in that Elisa Lamb documentaries? The worst part of the documentary is how they would have these corny voiceover actors read all the comments. I hate any time they have voiceover actors reading the comments to things posted on the internet right. in a documentary. Oh, um, so the... It, well, yeah, this is just all response to someone posting one of his videos on our page. Dude is so whack. He's a corn dog. Insult to hip hop. And then the person who posted it responds and says, because he speaks the truth. And then uh, someone says, no, nah, because he pretends like he speaks shit we already knew and acts like he's teaching us something. Uh, next guy. This guy's the absolute worst thing to happen in music. Um, and then the person who posted it saying, y'all are brainwashed zombie soldiers for the left. And here's one of those chapter markers that I talked about. Here's one of those chapter markers where in the this video post of nothing to do with us got I think more commentary that I saw when I looked at it than than when we post a new video. You know, I think there's less comments yeah. when we post stuff in the page about us. But that's that part of the reason being like that people don't think it belongs there. For some reason, I don't think zombies can be brainwashed or soldiers for that matter. It's, next guy. It's funny because almost all political commentary on social media can be attributed to both sides saying the same thing. The brainwashed zombie alt-right soldiers calling everyone else brainwashed zombie soldiers for the left. And then there's a Seymour. I didn't click down. Uh, we get it. You voted for Trump. Uh, it doesn't belong here, regardless of any point of view. Tom McDonald is garbage. Why are you posting this shit? Trash. It's like, people... I don't know if she was trying to stir shit by posting it, you know, <laughs> but like shit, got, I couldn't believe the stir of shit. <laughs> uh, people don't like this corny rapper. Must be a bunch of brainwashed lefty libtards. Wah. <laughs> Pretty corny, but some nice rhymes and good points. That's sort of how I felt about it. I'm like this guy sucks, but there's a few bars that I was like syllabically for show. This guy, one, whack, two, this is a Palmer Squares group. Anything non-related? Will be sorted out by the admins. I guess he's not wrong. Um, I look at comment ball. sections <laughs> a lot. Um, usually, yeah. when I see a post that's really interesting to me, that's my first instinct is to click on the comments. Yep. And and to see. Well, these are my people. You know, I want to see, see what my, other people are saying. And there's legion. not there's nothing on the internet uh, uh, that of 
two people fighting in the comments about something, and it's usually not about anything to do with what the post is about. It says, I'm going to leave this group if I see another Tom post, unless it's making fun of him. He's a SJW. He thinks he's so ostracized and oppressed. Poor Tom. Uh, oh, yeah, and he's so smart, like Hobson 2.0. Fuck out of here. Dude, fuck this guy. Get this shit out of my fucking face, man. I mean, at least <laughs> they're, they're so mostly funny. on the same page, you know, so that's know. communal. Harmon harmonic? Harmonious? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's see. Monic. Tom um, kills it. What's the problem? Uh, the problem is this is a P-squares group, sir, and this Tom McDonald is nowhere near their level. Where is it? Yeah! Yeah! Coming out, yeah! This guy fucking understands. About, uh, the internet is that... No journalism outlets on the internet anymore allow you to put comments on the articles. That used to be a thing. Um, you used to be able to read an article, and then if you found something in the article to be bogus, you were able to go in the comment section and call out the author, you know, right. and then somebody might call you out, you know. And then, of course, just like this and just like any comment section, some part of it's going to turn into like two people's just vitriolic back and forth. Uh, but they don't allow that anymore. And an article is so much more easy to pass off without any question. There, I mean, yeah, the comment section did usually turn in at some point into like just ugly argumentative. Has it's nothing it's to do fun because that's article. it's so like, I don't know if I'd be commenting on this shit or like, I, even if I hear stuff, I don't like, I'm not going to go on Pooh Shiesty's page and leave a comment about how you can't, you mumble rapper. I couldn't even understand. No, but I think math. like journalism uh, is better when it's open to being questioned. Sure. I'm you not questioning I'm, I'm just saying it's, it's funny that the it's people not that, anymore. And the people that do end up commenting on things, this isn't even a journal. This is a video post. Where it's but like instead well, yeah, of like there's a lot of stuff that says this guy's trash and then you get this guy like Riley I wouldn't piss in his mouth if his teeth were on fire <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's so easy to hate um, but yeah that actually made me laugh seeing like I mean, our fans get more riled over that post than our shit the probability of somebody's teeth catching fire you know what are the odds oh, is this George Washington but yeah they've left us with like we can only comment on uh, each other's like social media posts and and like fight amongst each other i just find it interesting you're not you're not allowed to comment anymore on articles um well, speaking of comments which kind of makes them come off like more onic like it must be more <laughs> like it must be factual um speaking of comments we have some youtube comments we can hit the last 10 of those and wrap this one up we did it we're miles apart but we did it. Oh, yeah, why not? A couple two tree miles. Here we go. Nice. Here's this fucking thing. All right. Um, consistently inconsistent. It says almost 420,000 views. Knowledgeable is the truth. Uh, word video. Knowledgeable so is the truth. I don't like the phrasing of that. It's not a, you, the, your opening line is knowledge is the truth and a scholar never knew shit. Right, so knowledgeable. Yeah, it must be autocorrect. Fuck this one up. But still, though, um, Me. you suck. <laughs> word video. Y'all are so consistent Take lumps. <laughs> and always substantial. Smiley face. Um, TPS reports volume thirty-one. So that's history. Where we move out of our old. Hey, look at the timely comment there. I'm moving out in two weeks of the place I'm at now. 
Uh, it says, best TPS vid, longtime fan. I actually, in addition to it being an iconic moment in Palmer Square's history, uh, volume 31 video, one of my, like, I think it's one of the better pieces of, like, Palmer Square's documentary content out there. It's a good episode. Because I edited it, and I feel like I did a good job. But also, it's you like, yeah. all of them. That was the end you of an era. a good job on all of them. I mean, I'm proud of all of them, but that's a good one, for sure. It's a good Watch one. Watch it if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's, it's silly. Good times. It's cold um, video. Oh, go ahead. Almost algorithmic, God-wise. I had a God's algorithm. Um when I recommended Chet Atkins' Lover's Guitar, uh, I went home and I watched Seinfeld. Or Seinfeld. <laughs> I went home and I watched The Sopranos, the other legendary show with, that starts with an S. Uh, and I watched the episode Polly! Luxury. Polly, we gotta Lu- bury the body! <laughs> uh, I watched uh, Luxury Lounge and the <laughs> The credit song at the end of it is Recuerdos de la Alhambra, which is the last song on Chet Atkins' Lover's Guitar. Which is Spanish for like Recording of the Hand. I, um, I just watched a live rendition of him doing it. Fuck. And he, he said what it meant. It's cold video. Who's bumping this during the snowstorm? Philly Blunt, heard this when it first came out, 11 years later. Wow, still lyrically better than 99.9% of rappers out there. I might disagree if we're just talking about, like, those ver- excuse me, verses. Get a little choked up. It's been 11 years. Rohypnol video, <coughs> all caps, Spock and Picard on a fictional track. My guy, it was done and amazing. Unification parts one and two. I miss Chicago. Okay. I don't get the whole second half. I do, I do like my rhyme scheme in that song, and I don't get it either. Uh, it's it's memories of Alhambra, by the way, for anyone who was gotcha. still hanging onto that cliff. Uh, Jack Harlow remix. Come to fucking Denmark, man. One day, same video. One hundred. Palmer Square is unlistenable. LOL. Term looks insanely young here. It was a long time ago. What is that? Six years now. Six seven years. Jack Harlow thing. Uh, you should post the Drake one on YouTube. Shit was big fire. I've had a lot of fans tell me that I need to post uh, the Drake thing. But it was like, you know, stop living in the past. It's like, I was going to take the Harlow one down, but I was feeling myself, you know. Might delete later. But it's just like, I don't know. That's not that's not even like stay up content. I kind of want you guys to forget about that because I'm going to recycle some of the doper bars on a real Palmer Squares song down the road. So, you know, just forget about that. That was just That was then. This is now. Um, but yeah, I bet if I would have posted that one, it would have went viral. I'd be famous. I wouldn't even talk to you anymore, but I didn't do it. So it's cause I like you. It's cause you're my friend. Uh, Philly Blunt again, bruh. And oof, this guy doing what I love, right? Word video. I take a Barbie from the barging, barging wow. bin and barter with the barber. Cut a little what? lower. Cut a little lower. Shop. Oh, Press he's a little trying harder. to do his own thing. Yeah. He's taking my starting point. I hate and then that. a butcher job. Um, I hate when press a do little that. harder, but my <laughs> arteries are harder, and I'm arguing a martyr only marginally. Uh, is there more? I gotta see. Oh, you must have deleted it. When you click it, and if it's not there, it's. 
I think he deleted it. Wow. Sorry, dude. It's it's you can't put it back now. Cats out of the bag, bro. Bars though, I mean. I'd argue he's a, a martyr, only marginally. <laughs> uh sure, that was probably 10. So, thank you everybody for listening. TPS Sports thank Podcast. You. you know what it thank is. You know, you, know what it be. you know what to do. Uh TPS Sports Podcast at gmail.com. 708-797-3079. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. There was a couple um, I had queued up. Save them for next time. And Patreon.com slash Palmer Squares. Thank you to everybody who's still rocking with us over there. We've been uh, struggling to make the things we've been trying to make. Um, and then I got this whole move bullshit fucking shit up. So um, really trying, though. Really looking forward to hopefully Fuck. fresh start, melted snow. New apartment, new studio environment, new workflow, new energy, inspiration, making music. You get it? Um, so that's the plan. And yeah, obviously patrons get first dibs on all that. We do have some plans to make some things, and uh, we're going to jump into that next month, hopefully. So, Oh, and the fucking oldies tape. Nobody, nobody emailed, so I take that as you guys will be cool with whatever ends up on it, but we're working on making this you know, uh, streaming service compilation of a, a ton of Dude, loose don't songs. Don't tell them that nobody emailed. We got a shitload of emails. We're going to go through your guys' recommendations. And, uh, you know, who knows? One <laughs> or two of the songs, one or two of the songs that what y'all did sent I say? might yeah, wind up on. I meant that there, it was overwhelming <laughs> having to sift through all of them. So we're going to narrow know. it down. And, um, no, it's already. If you say it like that, then now they're, the listener is going to be like, you know, oh shit! I gotta jump on board. Yeah, well now it's too late, stupid asses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's we already put a bunch of song ideas together. I, we listened to them. It's like it's kind of fire. I think some of our early stuff was good, but uh, it never like made it past. It's the an SoundCloud interesting, post. Um, uh, like like a bipolar mixtape of like a couple of tracks where I'm like, damn, dude, that verse was was awesome yeah and then a couple of tracks where i'm like right in the face well it does span the course of like over a decade there's like a song right. at least one song maybe two that are 10 years old and that were like just on youtube and they're honestly maybe shouldn't even be on this but i feel like thinking from a fan perspective that they've been asking for it for years they've like specifically and if you go to the comments on certain video posts and so it's like can we get this on spotify can we get this on apple and it's just like the plan was always to like let them accumulate and then maybe one day we'll make a compilation. So that's actually uh, something we're thinking about now. And right. yeah, I agree. There's some lines where it's like, oh, I'd rather just cut this song from the whole thing because I feel shitty about my fucking half my verse or one line. Well, and then in the end, it's like, yeah, this is the whole point. This is like, what, a, you know, a, a look back. Yeah, if it's whack, it's your guy. Wait, one. what'd you say? Fuck! <laughs> um, I said if it's, if if anything is whack, it's the listener's fault for, for asking. All right, for get it, your ears so. fixed. Um, you can um, purchase Palmer Square's merchandise at spookylanguage.com/slash/shop. Here, you want, um, you want to you know, make something really annoying for myself? Hey, fans, if you want to call in, you know, seven zero eight seven nine seven three zero seven nine. And, you know, in addition to a question, say something about, like, uh, fuck, I'd have to give them the track list or else it wouldn't matter. I'm trying to think about interludes. We can make interludes on this oldies tape and get some fan commentary. Give me a voicemail talking about, like, the first time, the first video you saw of us 
before streaming services, you know, tell a story, say something very concise, and, and uh, you know, none of it will end up on this album, but I'll listen to some of it. Send me a voicemail. We could do a fan interlude of uh, something on this memory lane tape. Discap, that's a thing that's on it. Fucking, you know, old shit. Fucking, I think there's a song or two that's like an unreleased technically, but, um, you know, what else is out there? You know, Lonesome Roads. I don't, uh, I don't know why they have to know the songs. Well, that's a starting point. Call in, don't call in, but you've got like a week, and then we're going to wrap this shit up. Um, also, uh, spookylanguage.com slash shop. We have stickers. Um, we have moved like 20 stickers Hell yeah. over the past week. Uh, these bumper stickers are a hit. Um, awesome. Posters, shirts, uh, anything that isn't print on demand will have the new Dumb and Dumber stickers of the two of us in the blue and orange tuxedos. Get them while they last. And um, uh, with or without it, vinyls are on sale at bishoprecords.com. Still a few of those laying around, so... Get yes, them indeed. while they last. Frick yeah. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Let's end. What is it? Here we uh, got the thing over here. The homie, Billy Mercury, and the Groovement. Saw him promoting a new project. Um, is this the EOM project? No, but I believe this was uh, maybe had some roots with E or, you know, uh, conceptually inspired or... Uh, Arrangement-wise, I did see a post about you know kind of praising him for uh, working with them on I recently, a vision. Yeah, so I recently saw Billy Mercury put out a promo for something he was putting out, um, and it had something to do with EOM. I don't think it was produced by EOM. No, that, this fucking album cover is awesome too. Uh, it's one with the Groovement, and this is uh, yeah that track by the Groovement. Um, find it in the smoochie gang playlist on spotify follow us over there leave us a review a rating and stay tuned for um all of those old loose singles and collab fun ones in one spot coming soon uh, until then one with the groove mint with the homie billy mercury check it out and we'll see you next week on the tps reports podcast kill whitey Peace to the king, stand me, keep it moving, it's a movement, introduce, join the movement on the next land, it's so canon, why folks is buttholes, I'm from Norfolk where the shock shows, days been waiting, watching patient after patient, fade away nation shaking, rebuke the Satan off ya, don't let him lost ya, boss ya, star ya, damn it, cost ya, all of your models make you wanna holler, pick me the model, make a couple dollars, so we all fuck, this is the cup, keep your wrist up, give me this, give me that, you back in the jigs up, we in London now, put on a few pounds so the UK loves the sound Shit, movement in this bitch, so we keep it lit Score your favorite film while you watching Netflix My dogs, we do it there My dogs, we do it change hella quick like well Hit the ball, come around like tether Cause if you standing on the wall, do better Need to loosen up, make you feel light as a feather Now go, go, just go You can do it Oh, 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 oh,
I'm a shameful pervert.